0: Welcome, everybody, to the Career Jungle podcast, where we're going to talk about the future of work, education, and everything in between. Well, Ben, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey there. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. All right. So, in this first episode, we're really going to dive deeper into college. Um, starting your career and, and what, what it's like for people today, some ways that higher education is not working for a lot of people and how things may change. So let's start with this. Ben, tell me a little bit about your background, how we met and uh, what you're doing now.
1: All right. Uh, I grew up in Miami. And after high school, I went uh, into the Army in Israel and after that, I went to college in IDC, Herzliya. Uh, initially, I got accepted into the business program, the very dynamic program, very, very interesting. And that's actually where I met Yoshua, the first semester in, like uh, our first class was called Culture and Business. It was about Marxism and Freud and things like that, just uh, kind of ironic. Uh, and... You know, over that first year, you know, me and you got to work on a couple of projects together. We, we got to study a few long nights for finals <laughs> together. And, uh, and during that semester, actually, both Yoshua and I were offered to move into the computer science program, which is something I always wanted to do. And I decided to go into that uh, and study computer science. And after that, Uh, once I finished the degree, I started working in a couple of startups. Uh, I work as a software engineer. I have experience both in mobile development and in web development, both uh, client side and server side. And along that, I also work on Career Jungle with Yoshua. And during this podcast, we'll go into more detail, more of our plans, what we want Career Jungle to be, what we want to do what we want to offer everyone
0: so what why why did you want to study computer science
1: uh, i wanted to study computer science because i felt that it would be the best career move that i could make uh, we all know that software engineers are very well paid right now and it's a very in-demand job and I was never, uh, I, I I was never too good of a student, but after after I grew up a little bit and I matured, I decided, oh, you know, I really want to go for this because I feel like it's a very steady path. Uh, I can I can have job security because it's so in demand. I'll get paid well right out of school. And I really, I thought that was the the best bet I could have, the most secure bet to high-paying career.
0: I think that makes sense. I think that's definitely a common narrative nowadays. So as Ben mentioned, we both went to business school. I continued on the business track. um, And that is because I started being, I'm, I'm mostly interested in business. I started trading stocks at 16. I love you know, finance, economics, uh, specifically economics. And although I knew computer science is more in demand, I I really liked the business program and I liked what I was studying. Um, in hindsight, I don't know, maybe I should have switched and, and learned, you know, business or economics on my free time um, because it's, it's not exactly a hard skill. But to Ben's point, you know, that is where the job security is. And although I did find a job after college. Um, I'm, I'm still very interested in computers, and uh, I think those would have been good skills to have. So in this episode, I want to dive deeper into, you know, what what are the career tracks, you know, other people can make, and, you know, is listening to this um, is thinking of making in their career, and, and what are the issues that we're facing? Um, both me and Ben are from different backgrounds. I I grew up in Israel and Ben grew up in Miami um, and become, we have different friend groups and different circles. And, you know, we've seen how, you know, the world has changed over the past 10 years or so. And one thing that concerns me is that, you know, the traditional career paths and um, routes people take, towards getting a job or or progressing in their career that were relevant, you know, 20 years ago or 15 years ago, I personally don't think are relevant anymore. And I think specifically it's important to look at higher education, you know, as college, as, you know, one, one path, but today, you know, most jobs require some sort of technical skill. And I want to, I wanted to ask Ben, you know, what, what do you think the future of you know career paths looks like? And what's what's the problem right now? Why why are so many recent graduates and people who did, you know, hypothetically everything right? You know, they went to college, are struggling so much to find jobs. And if they find jobs, hard to find high paying jobs and move up in their career.
1: Uh, yeah, difficult, (laughs) difficult topic for sure. Very complex, but what is for certain is that this problem does exist. Uh, people, you know, a lot of people have the same opinion that I had, which is go to college and learn something. You'll have a four year degree and that should propel you to get a job. Uh, and I'm not sure that that top, that idea is still relevant. Why, I don't think it's why relevant. do you think it's,
0: sorry, why do you, why do you think it's not relevant anymore?
1: Because I think, uh, let's put it this way. I think you could say that statement, don't get a degree and you'll get a secure job, but it's with an asterisk. I think if you get a degree that is very in demand and has a straightforward path towards some sort of occupation, it's still probably true. I mean, people who get a computer science degree or some sort of engineering field that is in high demand, uh, for instance, and also medicine. I mean, you you know, uh, doctors are always needed. Nurses are always needed. I think now there's there's even a physician's assistant, which is a very in-demand and growing field. But it's not true for every degree. And, you know, I think of, we've all heard these stories of people who, who have, who even have a master's degree and they can't get a high-paying job. They can't get a, even an entry-level position in the field that they want to work. So, Someone who, for instance, has a degree in, uh, in political science and, you know, maybe they studied it because they were passionate about it or it was interesting to them, but it doesn't translate into a straightforward career path. Some people study political science and they go to law school. I know that's very common, but some don't. Some don't even have the money to go on and do a master's degree. So they find themselves afterwards not knowing what to do. And some of them even get jobs that didn't require a four-year degree. And then you have to look back and you say, wow, that's four years. You know, those four years they spent getting a degree, it comes with a huge opportunity cost. It comes with the cost of the degree. It comes with the, you know, most people that they study, they can't work or they don't. And so you have to take that into account as well. So, on top of that opportunity cost, the biggest factor I think is that if you study something again, like political science or history or even economics or business, there's no straightforward path to a career. And then you find yourself after your degree, you know, even if you go to a state school that's in state it can still be pretty high, the tuition. And, you know, you're spending somewhere between eight to, I mean, I, I imagine... Seventy. It, it, yeah, a year. Yeah. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. And then you can't do anything. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say you can't do anything with the degree, but you still find yourself struggling very hard to get that first entry-level position and it's probably not in the field you study. So how did that advance you towards getting a career?
0: Right. And just for people who don't know, um, opportunity cost means that if you're doing something, for example, going to college, you're not doing something else. And so your cost is not just, you know, the cost of going to college, it's the missed cost of, working at that time. So, you know, it's not just you're paying, you know, the 8000 or 70000 a year, but it also the cost is what you would have made if you weren't studying. And so that, that's what Ben is saying. And I think that's incredibly relevant for college. So I agree. I agree with everything you're saying, and that's why we're here. So if I were to sum it up, I would say the common narrative is that, you know, you go to college and then you get a good first job um or a good career because if you don't go to college oh boy you know you're you're stuck you're you're never going to get anywhere in life or you know all kinds of uh boomer generation uh, not not nothing against boomers but you know that that was probably true in their generation okay um, boomer <laughs> yeah the whole movement but that, that was the narrative. You know, you go to college, you get to get a job. If you don't go to college, boy, oh boy, you're going to be working at the steel mill, um, which, is, which is not true, but it can be true at times. I mean, you know, it could be that you go to college and you still end up, at, you know, working at a restaurant, which is great if you, that's what you want to do. But if it's not what you want to do and you're stuck in that job, it's kind of hard. And I think the reality is complicated because I think there is more jobs and uh, from what we're seeing, there's, there's hundreds of thousands unfilled IT jobs in the US. I'm not sure about Israel and the rest of the world, but I'm sure there are. And a lot of them are in niche areas of IT, so cybersecurity, technical support, um, DevOps. And what happens is, is, you know, there's this one degree for those jobs, um, which is computer science which I think is great and probably will lead you to a good job um, eventually. But there's a lot of nuance to all these jobs. And it's like, you can't just bundle up, you know, computer science. I think it's good for the basics and I'm not an expert. You'll have to chime in here. But I think there's just everything today is somewhat a computer science related job, most jobs other than, you know, doctor and lawyer even now is starting to become that way. If you're a very tech savvy lawyer, then you'll, you'll do a lot better. And, um, and I, think, I think that's where the hole is, is that you know, if you get certified on Salesforce, for example, you're already 10 times more valuable um, to most companies because they're hiring Salesforce you know, analysts. And that's not a coding job. It's a sales job. Or a IT support job, or things like that, that I think are are being left in the cracks. And what's happening is is we're still using a model from you know 200 years ago to teach uh, a rapidly changing you know economy. You know, 20 years ago, you you still have to buy videos at the store, and today you know it's Netflix, <laughs> it's on demand. But for some reason, um, you know, with college, you're not you're not buying videos. You're going back to like horse and buggy. Um, with what oh, yeah. what's being taught and, and it's not being updated. It's still the same methods, same structures. And I think it's complicated. I think colleges are a good thing, in my opinion. I think it's a really great experience. I went and had a really great experience. The question is, is, you know, cost versus value. You know, I, I would buy, you know, I really like Netflix. You know, I'd buy it for 10 bucks a month. But if it was uh, $70,000 a year, I'm not, I'm not 100% <laughs> sure I would... <laughs> I would go for that. And obviously the comparison is completely different because it's an investment. Yeah, But, but when people say it's an investment, I, I agree in a certain sense, um, it is an investment, but I think it's becoming blurry because it seems like more of, and this is, this is something I learned from Peter Thiel, who is um, an investor in Facebook. And uh, he talks a lot about how it's, it's more of an insurance policy You know, it's so you don't fall between the cracks. So you don't, you know, become a quote unquote McDonald's employee, which is again, not a bad thing. Only if you want to do that. And so I think we need to change the conversation and I I can't seem to find anyone anywhere except for maybe one or two people. And maybe I'm missing a lot of the internet, but um, you know, Ryan Craig, who wrote a great book, A New You, and talks about how there's a huge gap between uh, first job and what college is training you for. And so, you know, most most entry-level jobs require two years of experience. How do you get two years of experience if there's no (laughs) entry-level jobs? And that wasn't true 20 years ago, but today you need two years of Salesforce experience. Your college didn't even teach you Salesforce experience, (laughs) Salesforce. So how are you supposed to even start any sort of entry-level position with that. Um, and then Peter Thiel mentions it, you know, more in a grandiose sense. Ryan Craig really does some great work on this, but Ben, I wanted to hear your thoughts on what do you think of computer science and, and what, what do you say to people who are, who are starting off or, or, you know, finish the army or high school and are, are interested in, in starting a career? What if they would ask you, you know, if you, if you would have advice for your younger self, what, what would you say? And it could be, it wouldn't be different.
1: Oh, wow. If I had advice for my younger self, I'd probably tell them to buy a uh, GameStop stock and <laughs> tell younger we're talking. <laughs> and uh, some Tesla and Bitcoin. No. Uh, yeah. I, so it's interesting that you're asking me this because I actually have a brother and sister who are in the in the school and in the army. And I talk to them about these things a lot and they have a lot of questions. And today, I'm not sure I'd give them the advice of, go to school, get a degree and you'll get a job. And in fact, even my computer science degree, you know, again, I am very fond of, of the time that I had in the degree and I learned a lot. I mean, I learned a ton, a very general degree. Interesting. Uh, and what I mean by that is that it goes, there's a lot of topics. I mean, it's a whole world. Computer science is a whole world. And even during my first year in business school, feel I enjoyed that degree very much. The classes were incredibly interesting. There's, I, it definitely has uh, value in the sense that I really grew from it. But considering that it, how much it cost, and you know, and again, the the value that you get from it in terms of how does it progress you on your career ladder, I'm very skeptical now. And even my computer science degree. You know, now I work as a, as a full stack engineer and I have, and there's certainly people in my degree that uh, work also in web development, you know, server side, client side. And there are people who work on applications and there are people who work on machine learning and data science, but we, we all learned that during the degree, but it wasn't most of my degree. I don't use the things I learn. I mean, in the sense of learning how to think more critically and knowing how the computer works, I use that. But I also learn for instance, I learned uh, calculus and linear algebra. The joke is, was, oh, where am I ever going to use this? It's it's not true that you'll never use it. You might, you know, you might use it if you're doing, you know, if you're doing graphics, you're going to use it. If you're doing Machine learning. You're again not after your first degree. I think you need to have a more advanced degree, but you'll use it. But most. Of, I. I mean, I had so many courses. I had courses about algorithms. I had courses about machine learning. I had courses about. Um, I had courses about complexity, and and computability, which is basically the study, of, of how long it takes to. Uh, you know, to, to solve problems, if they're even solvable. Uh, there's like that famous, there's a famous uh, question in computer science, open questions, P equals NP, won't go into all of that. It's very interesting stuff. You know, you really see where science and philosophy clash. It's very interesting. Do I use it now at work? I don't. In fact, I think if I look at my job now and I look at the courses that I took, I probably, I'd say a quarter of the courses I took are relevant, you know, and I have friends who didn't go to college and they work the same position as I do. And they started a lot sooner than I did because they learned how to program and they learned how to, you know, most of their time they focused on, you know, what I learned in the courses that were more relevant to me. And to me, it took three years to do because I had to do the degree. And they were able to go, I mean, some of them even really eight months. I mean, I, I, I have a friend that I saw once and then I didn't see him for eight months. And he, he was a pro. I mean, I saw him writing code and, and what he was working on. I was shocked. He worked for a big company. But it's, it's amazing. So you go, wow, you know, if you, today you have some boot camps, you have some courses. You can even, I mean, I think it's even possible if you try very hard to learn a lot of these things on your own. And it's amazing how far you can go. So I'm i am skeptical. And the other thing that you said that was very interesting is that, you know, what what marketable career skills are you learning in college if you're just doing some sort of, of soft science degree because they're not teaching you Salesforce and they're not, you know, they're probably not teaching you all sorts of analytical skills and cybersecurity skills. I have a friend who has a master's degree in organizational behavior, and I think his first degree that he did his bachelor's was like Greek mythology, and he works as a cloud security engineer and <laughs> he learned all of that just from having just from liking computers and that was his hobby and you know he couldn't get he was trying to do research as a as a organ in organiz i think it's a group psychology you know don't don't mm. hold me and he couldn't he couldn't get right he kept so he kept on trying to switch the topic of his research start focusing on education i remember talking with him a few times him telling me and then eventually he just he was like you know i was offered this job as a cloud engineer and basically the amount of if i you know he learned it over the years but he told me i could have learned all of these skills in six seven months that's what he told me he told me if i really think about it if i if i think about the amount of times i really sat and i worked on And that's a six-figure job.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's amazing. I think, yeah, I think it hurts. It hurts people the most um, who you know if you if you do something for five years, you know, you do a bachelor's and then a master's, like your friend did. It's it's hard to actually transition to something else. You know, maybe you know, very few people can actually learn on their own after they've dedicated so much time to well, something completely different.
1: Imagine how people in my degree feel where, you know, I know some people who really, they didn't, they didn't study. They, they didn't study in a, they didn't get a degree in computer science or software engineering. They did, they did a few courses. They worked hard. They learned what they needed to learn. I mean, they're definitely uh, software engineers. They, they have the skills. They can back it up. But it took, it took less than a year. And you're sitting there three years in Israel, four years in the States. And you're like, wow, you know, I have an internet connection. I could, you know, all this, let's, you know, let's, uh, we said, we said it's a range between eight to 70. Let's be a little bit, let's, uh, let's take it, let's skew it towards the bottom range. (laughs) <laughs> and through the floor to that, but even if it's $10,000 a year that you're spending, oh, just the tuition, there's, there's board. I mean, there's, uh, there is uh rent or
0: living expenses.
1: Yeah. Living, you have living expenses. You have the textbooks. Maybe you need a tutor. Tutors are expensive. Books. Uh, <laughs> what are books? Yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> and, uh, <laughs> All that. So let you know. Let's say twelve thousand a year. I mean, imagine if you took that twelve thousand a year and you spent it on a really good laptop, a lot of uh, certifications, some and sort maybe of, a tutor. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you could probably get a great tutor with the money and still save a lot of money. I mean, you could have someone holding your hand. You could find someone in the in the computer science faculty a smart guy or girl to, to help you. And then, yeah. I mean, that guy could probably would knows someone who does that probably knows more than me about, you know, server side development.
0: Yeah. I think, I think that's where, you know, where things are starting to break down is that it's, you know, a lot of times I'm, I'm a, I'm a skeptical person. So when I, when I usually, think of things that i need to do i kind of break them down and i'm like okay what am i doing what am i learning how am i doing it you know how is this valuable and if you if you break down college into pieces it's you know it's a set of of i think a lot of important things but i think you can get them elsewhere i i think it's hard it's hard for someone to actually build it themselves because you know coursera and udemy and these these courses and they were all out there for you know years and years and years. Like, right. I think it's, it's like 10 years, maybe. You know, in the past 10 years, really things shifted where Udemy, Coursera and thousands of other um, internet-based learning programs came up. And yeah. I, think, I think it's hard to structure something that'll also give you soft skills and socialize you with other people. And, and people need that. But I honestly believe that, you know working um working and doing something like this part-time over over a while will lead you to a good a good place and a lot of times you know when a structure is is kind of you know dying <laughs> which is how i would describe it then it kind of becomes Tyrannical it becomes a little crazy. And uh, if you talk to people inside university faculty or systems um, and I won't name any names, but I've had conversations where I've spoken to them and they talk about, you know, what goes on in their conversations and essentially they're they're kind of breaking apart um, because, you know, we were in classes where they'd Can Academy was a better teacher than the teacher. And so there were two kids in the class and he would just show, you know, Khan Academy videos huh. in the class, because if you're teaching entry-level economics, I mean, there's no better teacher than Sal Khan. <laughs> so, I remember
1: that microeconomics year one. You know, you would yeah. <laughs>
0: The yeah.
1: study guide literally had links to Khan Academy videos. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, which is kind of absurd, but uh, everybody kind of gets it for the certificate at the end that isn't necessarily as valuable um, as one may think. And I think, I think a lot of people are are confused and they they don't really like ever point the finger at college and say, hey, you know, you're supposed to teach me lifelong skills and like skills that are actually necessary in the workforce. But rather, you know, people um, say, oh no, it was necessary. Everybody needs a college degree. And I think, uh, I think that'll start breaking down. I think over the next 10, I mean, over the past 10 years, you know, everything became accessible. You can get any sort of education you want for free online. You can get support structures. And I think over the next 10 years, it's going to become mainstream. And this is, this is why we started Career Jungle is because I, I felt that way. I felt like, you know, I, I study business. I worked really, really hard. I, you know, I did everything I was supposed to do. And then I walked out into the world and I was like, Hey, like I don't have valuable specific skills I can put on my resume. And maybe that's my fault. Uh, you know, maybe I should have, I should have known that and picked my courses maybe a little differently. But I think if I, if I just knew Salesforce, that would be a huge plus for me. If I, uh, if I just knew, you know, Python for Excel and, or different, different, um, specific tools, Um, And not just, you know, theory, things like that. If I knew, you know, even Zoho CRM or, or many other tools, I learned them well with somebody who, you know, was an expert in the field, and guided us through it, I think, I think it would have been a huge, huge advantage. And I would have quickly been able to utilize those skills and build on them and get interested in the spaces I want to get interested in. And so I think, I think the future is going to look a lot different and I don't, I wouldn't recommend any of my siblings go to college um, unless they want to study computer science or engineering and they're really interested in the field and they want to go into, you know, deep uh, AI research, <laughs> um, which is great too, you know, probably a PhD in, in, in uh, AI or, or yeah. even a computer science degree is, is, is good, but I think otherwise... You know, if you're working and living with friends and studying on the side, even with a tutor, you know, Salesforce or paying someone who's in the field just to teach you, you know, two hours a week, that'll be valuable for you. And I think the, as the structure breaks down, um, I think there's opportunity and uh, people aren't aware and, uh, you know, people who finish college without a degree, without a job, you know, they want to, they, they get upsold this master's degree, um, because, oh, wow. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's an industry and, uh, you know, it it needs to self-sustain. And, uh, when, again, when things fall apart, you know, (laughs) they become a little crazy.
1: I, I really have to, I really have to interject here because I think the, the whole part about upselling a master's degree in my opinion it's really to me that's the worst part i think i think it's horrible i think sometimes you see people and you'll have a very bright person and they'll finish they'll do their bachelor's degree and they won't be able to find the job because they just like you said they don't have that experience they don't have sales force they don't know they don't know digital marketing and they don't yeah. know SEO. I mean operations. SEO,
0: yeah. Paid marketing, then, all these things.
1: Yeah. And then they so they go, "Okay, what's the solution?" Well, you know, bachelor's degrees are now the new high school diplomas. So, my master's degree is going to be my new bachelor's degree. And then they specialize in a skill that is not any more marketable. And they spend even more than they spend on their bachelor's degree because typically a master's degree is even more important. And and now they spend, an, that's another two years of not working full time. It's another two years of having to focus on studying. And again, you know, and we, we sh- I want to stress this. There's, we're not, we don't hate colleges. We, there's, 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 there's value in them. You know, I think, I just don't think it's, fulfilling the promise that it's giving in terms of career advancement and giving you a marketable skill. I think you can learn, you could, you could study, you know, I mean, I love history. I would have loved to do, to study history. I read history books, I watch history videos, I love it. And I'm sure that even going to a state school and studying history would have been very uh, enriching personally but I don't think it would have given me skills because they wouldn't have taught me any of those things that we just said. And then if I would have gotten a master's degree, I mean, that wouldn't have helped me. And I have to say it's even true for computer science because a lot of people love, uh, a lot of people like data science. It's very hip right now. It's very hot. If you have a bachelor's degree, you're not doing cutting edge data science. You're not. It's a guy with a master's degree at least. And he has, and he's done some research. So, it, I mean, that's, and, you know, you, and exactly like you said, if you had a sibling, you wouldn't recommend to go to school unless they wanted to study, you know, a computer science degree. And if they want to do some sort of, you know, research. I really think if, uh, if my sister, for instance, who's getting closer to college age, If she wanted to study something, I tell her, why don't you take a year, really take a year and work and try to study something on your own pace. I tell her, go into the world. I think in a year working, I I, I think anywhere, I think you'll gain so much life experience and you'll meet so many people who are already in the work field and you'll hear from them how their life is, how they need to budget money. Believe me, people will talk to you about their money problems very, you know, they don't, I mean, no one is going to tell you I'm bankrupt and I'm suffering. But we all know, you know, that that kind of, uh, say so it's like almost a meme now. If people go, oh, you know, those bills, they never said, people tell you. And it, I think it puts you into perspective of like, oh, you know, I really shouldn't, you, look, how, look how bad it is you know having to pay bills having to pay taxes rent you don't want to add you listen you don't want to add uh school loans especially if it didn't help you get paid more to cover those loans
0: right yeah, yeah. i agree i i think there's a bit of a cultural difference in the us it's less uh people talk about finances less <laughs> but, but. It's true. Yeah.
1: I I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying people will open their checkbook, but you know, just that (laughs) casual water cooler talk.
0: Yeah. But I think also it's, um, it's kind of crazy to me that, you know, universities, um, you know, they teach economics. They have some of the smartest people in the world there. And I, you know, I think I learned a lot from my professors and, you know, when you think about, you know, just basic (laughs) supply and demand, (laughs) <laughs> I mean, they're not even looking at the demand for jobs, you know, it's almost like they don't even see it. And I think IDC actually specifically does a good, a, a better job at this, yeah. but, but still, you know, w- when you're not even looking at like the demand for jobs and, um, and uh, this, the supply is, you know, college graduates and what they're teaching and they're creating supply for Jobs that were, you know, 50 years ago or 60 years ago, or feed back into the university system, and uh, I think I think it's a little crazy. Um, and also, the nature of work is changing, right? Because yeah. what I'm finding is is that if you if you can make money off the internet, you're you're valuable to companies. So that's what you <laughs> should you should be doing. You know, um, trying to figure out how how to how to make money on the internet because the world is on the internet. Everything is on
1: the internet. You
0: know, there's very. You don't even
1: have to be a. You don't have to be a tech person to make money off the internet. I mean, definitely, that's not not your thing. Just being familiar with your niche and your skill, and and basically how to grow a business over the internet. uh, You you don't need to learn coding, you know. And and everyone hears that saying, "Learn to code." Okay, yeah. There, but there's an asterisk there because there's more than just learning how to code.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you know, paid marketing, if you know, a little bit of analytics and if you're not, even if you're not, uh, like even if you're not as technical, if you know how to use a piece of software the right way or, yeah. uh, know how to, you know, podcast or create, if you're a creator and, you know, non-technical, but you know how to market yourself a little bit well and and really show off your your things and make it valuable for people who are coding um or anyone you know then you can make money off the internet and uh and i think i think that's the feature is is a lot of people you know making different you know finding their niche in the internet and making money and it's also a little scary because, you know, you don't have any exclusivity. All the hierarchies that used to be aren't really there anymore. And they're breaking right. down by the minute. I mean, they're becoming as a whole crypto, <laughs> um, not to go off too on a, much of a tangent, but things are becoming, you know, decentralized. So, you know, you don't have, you don't need a university. It's, it's, it's you know, a lot of micro credentials and a lot of, you know, small, communities where you can make money and a lot of monetization strategy, different ways to monetize, you know, your skills on the internet. And, uh, and I think this is a shift, you know, it's not, obviously we know that, you know, over the past 20 years, it hasn't been that you go to a company and work there till the end of your life, but it's also not going to be, I don't think where you go to a company and work there for five years and then switch. And then another five years, it's going to be more of, you know, on demand, which is, which is scary, but I think that's where that's where the world is moving um, very quickly, (laughs) remote on demand work. And um, I think, I think there's huge opportunities. Um, Like, you know, everything's accessible and everything is at everyone's fingertips, but it's also, it also makes it competitive. And I think universities aren't even like, you know, they haven't adjusted yet that the internet is here. Um, and uh, while the internet is rapidly improving, and so I think, I think to sum up what we were saying, you know, we're talking about some of the problems with universities, and uh, we didn't really get into, um, you know, uh, getting into a first job, right? Um, which is also another whole discussion: how do you apply? Why universities aren't, you know, they have a career services. Room in the corner of the university with people that have been there for 50 years and uh, don't really understand how careers work these days. Some of the issues there, but going forward, you know, what we're working on is how do we aggregate and help people find their way in, you know, a modern 21st century career. Um, because, Because of the failure of some of the institutions in doing it and keeping up And uh, people don't really have a direction. And uh, me and Ben have spoken about this extensively on how how we can give people a direction and help, you know, our siblings and people around us and even older people, you know, find a direction in today's economy because it is so unclear. And if I was graduating high school and I would have to go, you know, thinking about going to college, you know, it would be on Zoom, which is... (laughs) which is the same as doing an online class. And, uh, and, except uh, except they you
1: pay full tuition.
0: <laughs> except that you pay full tuition. And so I think we are in the first inning of uh, a restructuring of how, how people will, will learn and, and create a career. And, uh, and we're excited to talk about some of the things we're working on and bring on guests and, uh, really understand and help people, you know, find their way. Um, Ben, any any closing words?
1: Yeah, uh, the shift is definitely happening. I think it's that great reset I keep on reading about. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but uh, no, there's a shift happening, and I think as scary as uh, decentralization can be, I think there's a lot of hope, and I think there's a lot to be optimistic about because. You know, in the know, I kind of I went off on a tangent when I was uh, when we were talking earlier but you asked me what advice I would give to my younger self I would tell myself don't go to school I re- I, I think I would uh, I think I would have told myself hey you could learn I, you have Khan Academy you have so many uh, you have so many tutorials online you have so many YouTube videos you have so many coding boot camps that you could do and a combination of all of those could have made me could have put me in a better position than I am now after my degree in less time and I and I'm interested you know I said the reason I gave earlier I said you know I knew it's a very safe career path I also find it intellectually stimulating I enjoy programming but not everyone does and I think what I'm trying to say is that you have other options. You don't even have to like tech and code. There's so many ways that you could, you could use the growth of the internet to also grow yourself. And the reason why we're so passionate about it is that for, first of all, we also, you know, we also see it as a way for us because I don't know if I want to be an engineer for the, in five years, Maybe I'll be interested in something else. There's other opportunities for me to discover. There are other opportunities that I could give my siblings. You know, they motivate me a lot to find other paths and other opportunities. And also, I really think a lot of people can benefit from this. And I think it would really save a lot of the pain that comes from getting into school. And afterwards, being in school and feeling like, oh, you know, this is hopeless. Look how much money I'm spending. Look how much debt I'll be in. And then after putting in all that work and all that effort, finding out that you're not even ready for that first job. And as Yoshua was saying earlier, you it's like you need two years experience, but you can't get the first job. You can't get the zero years. It doesn't exist, the zero years experience. They already want two years of Salesforce. They already want two years of SEO optimization. They want, they want you to know even some basic HTML. Like, okay. But I didn't learn this in school. I, you know, I, I basically, I had a contract, I fulfilled my end. They told me if I would get a degree, if I would work hard, if I'd get the good grades, I'd be able to get a job. And now I'm here at the end and I'm not getting it. That comes with a lot of pain and frustration. And, you know, we want to show people, hey, this isn't, there are other ways, there are other options. Look at all these great opportunities. And, you know, I'm not sure if we should go into it yet, you tell me, because I I don't want to give any spoilers. We want you to come back.
0: (laughs) Yeah, um, I think I'll uh, I'll end it off on one note. And uh, going forward, we'll, we'll go into some of those options. And I just want to emphasize that this is our, you know, discovery it's not, we have it figured out and we're going to teach you. It's we're, we're, we're discovering this now together. Right. Um, and we, we want to, we want to take you through our process of discovery and finding and talking to people who, um, you know, how, how to navigate And, and we're, we're here to learn not to, uh, teach. And, uh, we hope, we hope everyone listening can learn with us. Um, and get get some hope. And I agree with Ben. You know, th- there's so many opportunities today, um, and um, and the internet's growing, and people are finding every day different different niches to grow. How to make money on the internet, and uh, yeah. you know, make a living in different ways. And even if it's not, you know, specifically on the internet, if with you know maybe with a drone or different different ways of making money. And uh, spoiler alert. yeah (laughs) we'll go into that in the future well thank you everyone for listening um tune in to our next episode on the career jungle podcast you can listen to us on spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts thanks ben for joining and uh we'll see you guys in the next episode
1: thank you so much for having me